Hello. What's happening? I am just now leaving work. And we're waiting on uh, the other two, it looks like. Yeah. If you want to uh, let the chat know. Uh, I can message yet. Sometimes I can hear. Well, I think Brendan was on call and uh, Justin said something about Wendy's or lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, I think he went to Wendy's for salad, which is like, who does that? Oh, there he is. I, uh, you're underwater. Am I? Uh, now you sound okay. Oh, okay. There, um, no, I went to Wendy's. For All right, day. we got everybody. Cool, cool. All right, so I'm I'm driving, so I'll I'll yell. Um, all right, welcome everybody to the B Team Podcast, uh, the show that has lasted longer than CNN Plus. Um, <laughs> I think it's I hilarious tonight by Mr. Brendan Krause. Hello. Mr. Justin A. Yacht. Yo, yo. And our neighbor to the north, Mr. Brent Perry. I think it's hilarious that CNN Plus didn't even last long enough to report Ezra Miller's second arrest. I mean, you said it. (laughs) Uh, And it is a uh, happy belated to Brent as today is 421, so we are a day late and a dollar short, as it were. Story of my I'm still just as stoned as I was yesterday, so it works right. So this is uh, going to be kind of a weird one because, you know, there was an idea to put together a team of remarkable individuals, and they started focusing on some pretty mediocre movies. Uh, it was John's plan to do all the Marvel before Marvel, but we kind of went two before and almost covered another similar property we might cover next week before the major movie comes out and hint. Uh, so this week we decided to do the not quite a Marvel movie that is totally a Marvel movie. And that is the 1992 royalty-free Doctor Strange, Doctor Mordred, Master of the Unknown. Uh, so before we jump into this one, because there is a lot of fun little backstory to it, uh, we are now talking about one of my top three favorite studios of all time, because we actually never got around to our Thanksgiving, our, our St. Patty's show on Rawhead Rex. Uh, so this is going to be the first ever full moon feature. Mm-hmm. So for anyone pretty much in my age range, which would be you, Brent, uh, and yep. for the others, have you seen any of the other Full Moon and or before that Empire movies? I uh, think so. Didn't they do Trancers? They did do Trancers. Trancers is one of the uh, few that came from both labels because Transfers, Trancers 1 was uh, Empire and then everything else was Full Moon. That didn't, was also Coombs, wasn't it? Didn't they do... a? Uh... The Dolls and Puppet Master franchises. They did did, uh, Demonic Toys and Puppet Master. Puppet Master was actually, I think, their first movie, or it was the very last movie they did under the Empire label. Mm. Um, So Empire actually had what I would consider the way better movies. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Combs. They had Reanimator, From Beyond. They had, of course, the original Trancers, uh, things like Robot Jocks. you know, we, we mentioned um, 
Brawhead Rex and then some other like just, you know, some difference between like kid movies and just really far out there R-rated movies. Um, so both Empire and Full Moon are the brainchild of Charles Band. And he's just basically like one of the most ridiculous people who's ever lived. Um, you know, Full Moon always had kind of like an ECW aspect to it. Um, and they were in it was filmed competition in front of with Troma, which is, of course, Lloyd Kaufman. I think we actually have covered a trauma movie before. So it was um, like ECW. It was filmed in front of Fat Men in a bingo hall in Philly? Pretty much. Except <laughs> I always thought they were East Coast because they were so big in my area. Everything he did was L.A., so go figure. Really? Um, but, yeah, so if, if you're not familiar with uh, Jeffrey Combs before this, I know Justin was because of Star Trek, and I'm sure everybody is because he's, just, you know, in everything. Um, I, you know, I don't think I've watched a whole lot with him, like, face on camera, but I've okay. watched a thousand things where he's been the voice of someone, and he's usually one of the best voices in the show that he's in, so, yeah, weird connection. Yeah, and I, I didn't even realize half the voices he had done. I mean, you were the one who pointed out Scarecrow. I was like, oh, god damn, I never put mm-hmm. that one together. I think um, he might have been Scarecrow after they did the the CW reskin for the show. For the, the okay, in, uh, like, season three, four? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think he was in the beginning, and I just no. I think it's it's it up. But yeah, uh, he was the question. Or, he was the question, and that, that he like has one of the best lines in that whole fucking series for me. Which is wait, uh, he's getting his ass kicked because he sneaked into a building and that he wasn't supposed to be in, <laughs> and they're like, "What do you know?" And they punch him, and they go, "What do you know?" And he goes, "I know that egglets or the little plastic things on the end of your shoelaces are called egglets, and their true purpose is sinister." <laughs> And then they just go back to kicking the shit out of him. I'm like, okay, that's fucking awesome. Like, that was nice. a, not only was that a great line, but that was a great episode. Yeah, yeah it was. The question had the best quotes on that show. I go through everyone's trash. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, just so nonchalant about it. It's like, yeah, no, I'm a weirdo. It's just the way it is. It's like, okay, cool. We definitely, you know definitely, we definitely need to make something to question that shit. Can you Justin, say that? you're underwater again. Am I? You were. were um, so yeah, real quick, anybody who, who wasn't familiar with him, as Brent says, face on camera, uh, Reanimator is probably what put him on the map. Mm-hmm. He did a shitload of those movies, mostly with Barbara Crampton. She's not in this one. Uh, and we got to meet both of them at Monster Mania a couple months ago. That nice. was awesome. Uh, I told them, you know, it was like, you've always been one of my favorite actors. And I just started shouting out this kind of shit. And once I said Dr. Morger, and he just looked up at me and he was like, you know, no one ever mentions that one. <laughs> um, but no, he, he was good at it. He was, he he was, was really good. I would say he's even better than the guy who played Dr. Strange in the 78 version. But we'll cover that another time. Um, so, yeah, basically, Charles Band either had the rights to do a Dr. Strange movie or like Roger Corman. He absolutely did not have the rights, but that has never stopped him. His um, son held the option for the film rights, and well, we don't actually know that. We we think that, that this is we yeah, think the that Charles Band held the. So it was actually the father son directing duo for this one was Albert Band, who's Charles Band's father, and uh, usually his brother does all the music. He didn't in this one. Um, the rumor is that he had an option for the rights, and they lapsed. But the real story is he probably didn't actually have that because that's just Charles Band for you. Yeah. Um, so he created an original character called Dr. Mortalis, 
And uh, apparently he actually contracted Jack Kirby. And there are sketches out there of Dr. Mortalis, which becomes Dr. Mordred. Yeah, but uh, at that at that point in his life, all you had to do to say get all you had to say to get Jack Kirby in on anything was Stanley fucking hates it. Pretty much. <laughs> um, he was like, all right, I'm there. So, so basically, the way he got around <laughs> legal loopholes for Marvel was he created an original character, had concept art done of that, and then said that his ripoff character was based on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is definitely not the first or the last time he would do something like that. Uh, and he is definitely a student of Roger Corman oh, yeah. in terms of just getting <laughs> shit done and uh, making Low a budget. movie on a budget, yeah. which, to its credit, this is a cosmic-level superhero, uh, and it's got the budget of probably what Justin paid at Wendy's. Well, I'd say <laughs> Wendy's is probably more expensive right now. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, hey, Biden. Hey, <laughs> but, credit but, to you, uh, they maximized that budget in this one. So, uh, Brent, walk us through the plot of this one. Oh, well, uh, is there much? <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, so no, basically you have not Doctor Strange is feuding with not Kaiselis, um under the tutelage of not Utah the Watcher, and uh, he's going to open a portal to not hell to let out the not demons under uh, the guise of not nightmare. And about halfway through the movie, when they think the audience is not watching, they have a girl with not her clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for no, for no reason. No. Uh, that so one yeah, almost felt like... Unlike the uh, 78 Strange, which Brent commented on, this one does not have any kind of grand title sequence, because whatever budget they had was long gone by that point. Um, so you, you basically just get, like, you know, stock font. That's not well, that's, even I watched... focus, saying Dr. Mordred, and uh, he lives in the not-sanctum Santorum, and he's totally a uh, Martian Manhunter sent by the angel from It's a Wonderful Life, who's basically now, a see, ripoff of the Watcher. He's like not even a human. He definitely doesn't live in the Sanctum Sanctorum. But he I lives in the apartment, apartment sanctum. complex. I think he might live in Dana Barrett's apartment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, you said that um, the guy who directed it was uh, Roger Corman's, uh, you know, fan or whatever. Well, the guy who did the music was definitely a fan of Danny Elfman. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was '92, and yeah, you know, that, that score was, was right yeah. for ripping off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the the movie opens with the Monitor, uh, who's totally not the Watcher, and also totally not the Monitor from DC, from DC. Comics. <laughs> He's like a poor man Zordon from Power Rangers. He, so I, I think Zordon we should just meets, Jordan. The, meets the Twinkling Star Angels from It's a Wonderful Life. And he's, he's basically like, you know, Mordred, uh, Brian Thompson's escaped, recruit a team of you with attitude. <laughs> basically. And, See if you can uh, find basically, it. Basically, um, Cabal. Uh, who is played by Brian Thompson, who, if you're not familiar, is Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. Annihilation. Uh, he is um, Luke from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the first two episodes. And he uh, looks a lot like... Arnold Buffy. He, he's in everything. He's the guy uh, that Arnold this steals time the clothes period, of. We knew him as the Night Slasher from Cobra, which if you haven't seen Cobra, one day we will review mm-hmm. Cobra. It is amazing. It'll change your life. Oh, yeah. That's he also looks... He also looks a lot like the uh, uh, what's his face from uh, Ghostbusters Two. 
the guy in the painting. Oh, uh, Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, Vigo, yeah. In this movie, yeah, a little bit. He, um, yeah. And well, when he Brett rolls up, I was like, why is, is Doc the guy the that Arnie <laughs> jumps for his clothes in Terminator? In the first Terminator movie. Yep. Yeah. One of the, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he... Bunch. Do you remember, like, I think season one of Next Generation, when they get two Klingons and they throw them in the brig and they like yep. take apart their shoes and they build a fucking gun. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's one of those guys. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I mean, dude had like a million credits and he mm-hmm. popped up in everything Star Trek, sci-fi and stuff. After I watched this last night, I mentioned to you guys in the chat that I always used to get him and Christopher Lambert confused. I used to think they were the same person until Annihilation when I was like, oh, shit, they are two different people. There you go. I, uh, I think he also hit on... Uh... Deanna Troy in uh, Next Gen 2, but who didn't? (laughs) Okay, then. All right, then. Um, So, anyway, so, yeah, you have a very, very short uh, hour and, I think, 14-minute movie, and uh, it does its best to tell this cosmic superhero story of Dr. Mordred battling the forces of evil, which is mainly Cabal, and uh, they, they do some good setup back and forth of, like, they kind of, like, teleport at each other and, and try to have mind games of, you know, I'm going to release the demons, you can't release the demons. Uh, there's a little quirky subplot where he gets involved with his neighbors and their disputes. And then uh, his neighbor, Samantha, who's not Barbara Crampton, I forget what the actress name is, it's Yvette something. It's um, a uh, Yvette um, Nippard or something, Nippard. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Um, she, she was. Uh, a she was the detective. detective, and he doesn't really want her to get involved with all of his magic stuff. So he kind of uses the Men in Black charm on her. Uh, but then, of course, they end up in a uh, you know romance subplot, and she finds out all about him because she inadvertently leads to him getting arrested because she tells the cops that he studies the black arts and he had the same symbol in his room as being used in these thefts and or killings because Cabal is stealing all the artifacts needed to open the portal to not hell and uh, that's enough for the cops to book him Uh, and then Brent you were the one who said that Cabal's like henchman who's given immortality kind of looks like Andrew Garfield he's legitimately Andrew Garfield's less successful uncle like he's gotta be and uh, he has, like, the stupidest, basically, goal of all time. They make him immortal for 24 hours. So rather yeah. than, like, you know, be unstoppable and start fucking shit up, he gets himself arrested. And uh, For no reason. For no reason. And then he, he just, like, starts warning people. He's like, I'm invincible. Yeah. Him and, like, his female companion that gets, uh, like, killed, they have, like, they're the zero... Like, no reason to be in the movie. Like, uh, Cabal could have done everything they do faster, more efficiently. They're the Lenny Luthers of that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she was in the movie to take her top off and get killed. That was her only point. Yeah. She literally shows up, goes, Yeah, we're bad, takes her clothes off, and then gets killed. And I'm like, Okay, we know what her purpose was. (laughs) I would like to think if he actually had the rights to Doctor Strange, you know, he finds out, Oh, no. We lost the rights to Doctor Strange. Add a topless scene in now. Uh, knowing Charles too. Band, that's how it went. When that he appeared on a like... YouTube review show that no one has seen except for like me, 
he showed up with an army of strippers because that's what Charles Band does. He just topples women everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, I'm here to fuck shit up with trauma. And they did a, a full moon versus trauma thing. And then trauma sued. It was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'll give it credit. I think it's better than uh, the 1978 Doctor Strange movie. I watched yeah. that uh, yesterday, too. And that uh, was, yeah. Yeah. So that one, I think that one's pretty boring and bad. Uh, honestly, Jeffrey Combs, big fan, but he's like so dry in this for me. I think like, that's what he's going for, though. Like uh, he's going for that, but man, I, I'm just not into it. Fair enough. Uh, well, I mean, he's not playing a villain for once. He's not playing like a sleazebag character for once. And I think he was supposed to be trying to play like this earnest, like alien. It almost. I think he was trying to. I think he was trying to just be like Spock, to be honest with you. That's yeah, kind of what yeah, he like, comes it off was, like. It was a cross between like Spock, Martian Manhunter, and like old Doctor Who. Oh. Doctor Who was the big one that I picked out, especially with like yeah. those two training with the amulets, and then, and like I thought the Watcher guy was going to show up there as like their mentor somehow, but he never did. So he's just a yeah. I, pair I thought of it was going to be like no, the Watcher is just a pair of eyes, Brent. There's no yeah. budget for an actor for that. Well, no, but like I thought, like even you'd hear that voice and just be like, "Okay, you guys are my fucking chosen too." Don't yeah, no, I I thought it was gonna be like Cabal. Cabal was like also a student of the Watcher, and you know they were just he was basically like not Mordu, you know, and they were just gonna Mm -hmm. basically do that with him. But I mean, I guess they they kind of do where they're like you know childhood students together, but yeah, so they kind of yeah, but they never show who they could have been brothers or they're just rivals. You know, well, that's the exact very, uh, Doctor, Doctor Who and Master. And, uh, Baron Mordo. Yeah. And Doctor Who and the Master. That's the exact story of those two for the last 50 years of TV continuity. So. Mm-hmm. Also, when, uh, not, to, not to diverge back into a Power Ranger reference, but when he uses his ambulance thing to, like, freeze the, the, the people at the beginning. Oh, it's morphin' time. No, it reminds me of when, um, when Rita... Um, has to like get Tommy under her spell or whatever, and his eyes turn, and then she's just like, you know, frozen in a trance or whatever until he just like disappears into his room. Yeah, the uh, yeah, when they freeze the fucking two cops, and then they unfreeze, yeah. and he shoots the gun, and the other guy's, What the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, <laughs> who, okay, how does who he was... remember he was about yeah. to shoot, and the other guy doesn't? Like, that that cop that cop was in a lot of stuff, and I and I was trying to place who he who he was. I think he plays a cop in like another show. Oh yeah, he played a cop in like thirty shows if you look yeah. at his IMDb. The uh, the amulets they had, all the props. I really liked all the props they had for this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, it was, props like, were I, I liked great. His, I mean uh, the uh, the how did you feel about the ending fight with uh, Cabal? I mean, but... I, I was expecting like horrific low budget like cgi that looks terrible which i mean i guess we do get a little but like i thought the whole dinosaur thing was unexpected i thought that was uh, okay was for what it was it yeah. wasn't you can tell there was no budget Basically, to do he it does, but... you know dr strange in the astral plane and then they go and fight in like the museum of natural history i thought it was great yeah <laughs> but my favorite part was the resolution with andrew garfield's uncle 
where they freeze him, and then she kicks <laughs> him in the balls, and then he unfreezes and goes, "Oh, my balls!" I, I, I like fucking, how. Uh, and then he like pretends that he's still invincible, and he's just like, <laughs> "Your mortal weapons can't hurt me with my lord protecting me." And then they shoot him. And he's just like, "It fucking hurts." Yep. I like, like how no for the Sherlock. final battle, uh, Mordred, he, to go into his astral form, he just does it in like a middle of like a random park and not like, you know, his house where he'd be safe. <laughs> like literally just a random park. And of course, he, he's got to lay in symbolic Jesus position. <laughs> yeah. Well, knowing uh, Charles Band, they didn't have the set anymore. Yeah, and, that's, uh, I figured something like that. They just shot that outside illegally. Yeah. Well, again, his, it, his house actually looked cool, I thought. Like the inside of it and everything. Yeah, and then but, it, then it randomly turns into a Christmas movie at the end. I love having oh, trying yeah. to make it look like it's an apartment building, but like that one shot, it's like that's just a hotel. Yep. <laughs> you guys are literally just not, when the two yeah, neighbors are yelling at each other about the dog. Yeah, I love the idea that Doctor Strange's like inner sanctum is like a fucking like one room apartment building. <laughs> I also yeah. love the fact that he's a landlord. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, please don't tell everyone that I'm the landlord. <laughs> like so random. Um, also, I love how he could have really stopped the events of this whole movie because he knew, uh, according to the watch or whatever, the monitor that Cabal was gonna steal the plutonium. But he just like chose not to do anything there, so he could confirm that that's Cabal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does this big long thing where he rolls out the scroll map, does the whole fucking measurement instrument, and he's like, huh, it lines up. But it's like, like okay, he... now... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, wouldn't he know it was Cabal? Because he had that whole flashback scene where him and that guy that he gave back the eyes... That um, he, he literally knows. Like, because yeah. Because the monitor goes, oh, the plutonium was stolen, like the prophecy said, so we know it's Cabal. He had to confirm it. (laughs) Yeah. And then at one point they realized that... Trust but verify. A police station, a hotel room, and a fucking park scene. We need another set piece. They were like, a floating rock in space. They were like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did they go meet this ginger guy with his eyes for no reason? Was that? That's a weird-ass police station. I mean, could you imagine if an MCU movie was an hour and 14 minutes? Like, that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, I could imagine if some of them should have been, yes. You, have, you know, yeah. you, you get an hour and 14 minutes, you get a pair of tits, and you got, like, a kid with a great one-liner that's better than most MCU humor. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember the dinosaurs being bigger. What a dickhead. <laughs> that's what was dickhead, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was some some great cheesy delivered one-liners b- between fucking Andrew Garfield, not Uncle, and fucking <laughs> whatever his name is, Kegel's the fucking evil wizard. Oh, Cabal, yeah. I mean, he has like a, a field day anytime he's in anything. I mean, there oh, was just like, a lot of dialogue he had that sounded a little bit like Shao Kahn, but you know, even when, when he showed up on Buffy, he starts going into that. When he first rolls up. He, like, gets out of a jeep all cocky, like, he's dressed like Dog the Bounty Hunter on Pirate Knife, and it's like, why? <laughs> yep. And he's never dressed like that again, so it's just like, okay, weird. I, I, I just don't get, like, why is he even, like, following Cabal? Like, like they never even really established that, besides just, like, what, he just wants anarchy? Like, this dude, like, literally just, like, murdered your, like, girlfriend. 
Yeah, there's a, there's about there's about half hour of this movie that probably could have been put in if they had the time and the budget and the resources or whatever. It's like it's like thirty minutes of this movie that could have been cut. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Like, we uh, need more more that, that random That random scene to pad the runtime where Samantha goes to, like his lecture that like leads to basically nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and well, he doesn't that's... mind wipe her again, even though he clearly sees her in the audience, and he had previously mind wiped her. <laughs> and they, they needed that time, you know, in the apartment to show his weird coffee maker. Yeah. Alright. And, and uh, Edgar Allen. Uh, well, Edgar. they had to establish it was going to become her apartment. <laughs> oh yeah, Edgar Allen. I forgot about Shout out. But like, <laughs> so it does, is she like from Captain Phillips, just like, I'm the captain now? Like, yeah, I'm the she landlord now? takes over that apartment. She even says so at the end. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know, like, did she become the landlord as well? That's what I'm asking. Like, is it like an I am the captain now kind of situation? Like, I mean, my that's question, what was implied. My question is, did they watch It's a Wonderful Life? She said they were gonna. I know. But he said for back the first for that time. Christmas booty yeah. call. <laughs> Either that or he's just that much of a fan of Jimmy Stewart. Pretty much acknowledging, yep, that's where we got our uh, monitor from. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I like how in this movie, you know, they don't use sorcerers. That's too close to Doctor Strange. They're alchemists. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like to think this movie is just. The, no, I think, the I think they did. I think they did say sorcerer. They, uh, Cabal guy. He said. No, they're saying he said, alchemists throughout the movie. No, he he would he said something about like. Oh, we're gods, and then um, Jeffrey Combs goes, "No, we're sorcerers. It's a different thing, or whatever. Or sorcerers aren't gods. Maybe something like gods, that." But... I'd like to think this whole movie is just a prequel for Dana Barrett and Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, this came afterwards. Me. So. I mean, you know, he's basically dressed like Silver Age Doctor Strange, so I think they got away with as much as they possibly could. Yeah, it it definitely comes across as a better Doctor Strange movie than the '78 one, like for yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll I guess it does the villain better than 2016, but other than that, I would definitely take that movie over this one. I mean, yeah, I mean, friggin' Cumberbatch, that that dude nailed the personality. Combs is just a a a board, a plank of wood in this. <laughs> Dude, this movie is awesome. No, it's it's, it's enjoyable. <laughs> it, it's a it's a fun time. Well, I think Combs nailed the personality of like early '90s comic book slash you know little kid cartoon Doctor Strange, where he was basically just you know the DC animated Doctor Fate. Uh, Cumberbatch nailed oh. like all time Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's who that's who he reminded me of was Doctor Fate the entire time. That's that's like the that that's that's who it was already. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. But uh, I mean, I just prefer the typical characterization where you know he's you know the cocky asshole for the most part, and I that's yeah I like what they got with the MCU one at least. Which is funny because that's pretty much every character that Jeffrey Combs movies. <laughs> yeah, except for this one. Yeah, he would have been like a perfect like if they had actually written him like. Strange proper. I would yeah, been curious to see that. It would have been like uh, when he plays Wayun in uh, DS9 because I hate him in that, but he's so good as an actor. 
Well, we managed to get a half hour out of an hour and 14. That's not bad. <laughs> I can, um, hey, I can, I can divert onto a, a side tangent of how I just looked up uh, uh, Cabal, and he was also in an episode of Chuck, which is actually pretty epic. Uh, great episode of chuck where uh oh, chuck and dude. sarah have to pretend to be uh married and so they live in the suburb and he's like this weird like out of place neighbor who just stares at him the entire time <laughs> that, that guy has been in fucking everything like oh yeah. yeah i was i was going through it and he's been like in like one episode of like almost every show from like 1990 until like 2010 well, he was the alien bounty hunter in the X Files for fucking what two years, three years. Yeah, he was also in in a few episodes of Charmed, which now I remember, and he was also in a few episodes of uh, Hercules, I think, which I also remember now. That makes so, sense. yeah, he yeah, was just a generic probably. big guy that didn't cost as much as Ernie or fucking Sylvester Stallone did. So mm-hmm. he got he got a lot of roles just for being cheap. Yeah, I'm sure he uh, made a nice little fortune off of all of his character acting. Plus, well, he's, like, got like remember, a, he's got like a thing it, going on with his face or whatever, which is also very memorable. It's like you remember him from stuff because he's got like this weird thing on his face. That that is his face. That's nah, nah, nah. He's got like uh, no, nah, he's got like I don't know. There's something going on with like his cheekbone or something. It's like know. he's got stroke lines. Wow, Karen, how to, way to be insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he does. He kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger if he took the stroke that Stallone took through Rocky. Oh, and we're not on YouTube, so we can say his name. Whose name? Uh, Arnie. Apparently, they are demonetizing and yanking videos now because the algorithm does not understand what Schwarzenegger is and uh, oh, thinks he's saying oh, something else. Oh. <laughs> so now, now you have YouTubers calling him Arnie N-word. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. That's kind of amazing. I hope he actually changes it to like a, a very like one of his movie characters' last name. So like, yeah, right. Just, from now on, he's just gonna be like Arnold Johnson. I'm sure, like the whole fitness uh, YouTube community is like freaking out because I'm pretty sure everybody mentions him at least once in every single one of their videos. Yep. Well, maybe he'll be like Cher, and he's just gonna be one of those one-name artists from now on. Honestly, maybe. if you say Arnold, I think most people know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't think people are thinking Tom Arnold. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, well, so yeah, he is very memorable in a, a lot of movies. Uh, a real Doctor Strange movie that's coming yeah, out. But he was uh, most memorable for being in Roseanne. Oh yeah, mm. Doctor Strange. We we have a real Doctor Strange that's coming out on May six, May eighth, somewhere um, in there. Yeah, I believe. The first I know weekend John's of May. Go see it. I don't know if any of you guys are seeing it. I'll probably yeah, I'm going to see it. Find it on the illegals, and uh, we will cover that question remains are we going to do either of the other two before that um i don't know if we have enough for a whole pod on uh, the 78 one i mean we might as well just you know run it's through a, it now it's got uh, jessica walter in it it's kind of boring don't watch old it. lady it's kind of amazing in a way though because like no it has no, all the pieces shit. of the backstory in there and they're all done exactly wrong Look, 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 look. You're both are right and you're both are wrong, okay? It is it is the greatest 
piece of work that we have ever seen, but also there it's are the parts crazy. that are just completely garbage. Oh, no, it's garbage, but yeah, yeah, it's amazing in the way that, like, all the information is there. It's just all wrong. Just I don't think nothing. Justin's ever seen it. I have not, no, 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 no. I am, I am completely acting no as if I have seen it. <laughs> Oh, I probably would. Doctor Strange leaves his date because Jessica Walter shows up, and he's like, "Well, I was about to get laid, but maybe you're a better off." She's like, "Well, good luck for you." <laughs> and then she reveals she's really an old woman because she's Morgan Le Fay slash uh, Melisandre. Basically, yeah. Yep. And I'm and, like ninety-five uh, percent sure. Is, um, I think Dormammu is the nameless one, and he's yep. basically just like a, a fucking and puppet. I don't know how many people yeah. here listen to Doomcock on YouTube, but I'm like eighty-five percent sure that's exactly where Herbie Cthulhu comes from. <laughs> like it's just whole cloth ripped off right from that. It's a weird puppet floating there with a really high-pitched, annoying voice. And it's like it's, no, that's that's that. It's entirely possible. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was supposed to be a TV pilot. It was one of those, yes, like the Spider-Man one, and um, I like the Spider-Man one, especially the first one, way better. Um, yeah, like he's not even in the costume for over an hour into the movie, and it's not even close to the right costume. No, I mean, like, there's he dicks around with the ancient version. one, and the ancient one is like her not evil the ancient one. Her evil, I'll give you everything you want fucking costume for him is actually close to the fucking comic version. But when he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme, Apprentice Supreme, whatever the fuck he is, Fry Supreme, yeah, he just, it doesn't look right at all. It looks more like Dr. Fate. And it's like, why? Like, you were already right there. Why? Why? And and he's got a really terrible afro. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But but if you you think about it, like all the Marvel stuff back then, they weren't really outfits for all that long i mean at least on the uh like on the hulk show um you know uh lou was only there like towards the end when he needed the hulk out or like a few times in the middle but i mean everybody remembers lou ferrigno as the hulk but i mean if you watch like each episode he's probably in it for like maybe five minutes that's because he turned into the hulk that was the no 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 but what i mean though is like is like like hulk would be essentially like his like costume i guess i understand that that's like saying the power rangers aren't really in the megazord for more than four minutes an episode exactly no shit that's what happens at the end that's their plot resolution moment yeah that's yeah yeah like, like I mean, the Dukes of Hazard are only in their car it, it for four minutes an episode. An Spider-Man TV show because it got canceled and was basically just movies. Mm. But he's in the Spider-Man costume for a Spider-Man amount of time. The mm. Hulk is not a costume. It is the Hulk. Well, yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm comparing it. Because, like, obviously Hulk right, doesn't actually then, have a costume, have but that would have been, like, his walking costume. Walking around as the Hulk, it was the whole you wouldn't like me when I'm angry thing. Yeah, so no, I know. watch it to see him turn into the Hulk. I know. You know I mean, it's like what you're Batman. I mean, like, I can't fucking believe that Linda Carter was only in the Wonder Woman costume for like four minutes an episode. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, six. I can't Batman believe Jessica Fletcher for most of those episodes, but yeah. he was also Bruce Wayne. Like, 
Hmm. I can't believe Matlock only figured out the case in the last four minutes of the episode. <laughs> like, it's just the way the shows, that was their way of doing plot resolution. Like, it was always the same. Isn't Yeah, Power Rangers is the best example, but that was already used. I mean, you could go with Voltron even, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who's excited to see America Chavez and Doctor Strange too? I'm loving the meltdown that happened over it. She's not the right color brown. It's like, holy shit! Like, you anti-racists are really fucking racist. I really I'm hope she's. That I really hope she's only in her outfit for four minutes. <laughs> What'd you say, Josh? I said I'm hoping the crazy ass leaks were true. And uh, we're going to get some fucking X-Men peoples. Yeah, well, I mean, that trailer, I feel like it'll probably be one of the better ones. I mean, Sam Raimi. You mean, you mean Patrick Stewart in the trailer? Well, there was a bald guy who sounded a lot like Patrick Stewart, so. It's it's totally Patrick Stewart. It, it, yeah. It doesn't I mean, mean that he's in the movie or that his voice is in the movie, but he was in the trailer. We know what kind of trailer games these people play. This is true. It's gonna but, be it's gonna be Android uh, Xavier. I mean, the the crazy well, leaks were were saying some shit like you know, the entire Fox X Men verse had been like destroyed, and like they're gonna tell Doctor Strange about those movies being a thing. So, mm-hmm. yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But it's funny I mean, how like Sam Raimi's more talented than anyone working in that franchise, so I think he'll do a good job. But it's I funny how right. I don't really think they're gonna let him do any of his normal shit. There definitely won't be an Oldsmobile. But no. um, so Brendan, did you see any of the What If show? I didn't. No. I mean, it's not good. But there were like two episodes, maybe three episodes, about this evil Doctor Strange, and he's like mm-hmm. in the movie now. Uh, yeah, and supposedly evil Doctor Strange and there's Zombie Wanda, but I still think that's only fucking Mary Kate wandered her way on the set drunk one day to visit her sister and just put on her clothes <laughs> and they were like, Yeah, film it anyway. I mean so, it sounds good to me. So supposedly, um they're saying that's not the same Doctor Strange that's stuck in that diamond thing in what if, but it totally looks like him. Yeah, I mean he's wearing the same hair. outfit. Yeah, mm-hmm. longer hair, the same outfit, it's yeah, I, I like how a uh, uh, a certain well, certain people we know that really, really, really like Marvel movies <laughs> are just like beside themselves that uh, Sam Raimi admitted like oh, yeah, I've only seen like five Marvel movies and I just like I just like reread like the comics I like and I just like based it off that man. Oh yeah, like, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be bothered to watch like thirty movies. <laughs> I can imagine the four-page essay freaking written to Bob Chapek that that one got. Please do not hire this man. Now have a wonderful lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who who likes comic books directing a comic book movie. What a fucking travesty. Yeah, you bastard. (laughs) Yeah, the guy who did like... (laughs) I hope it's like the most Sammy, Sam Raimiest movie of all time. I mean, just, just based on the trailers, like, uh, like just the color grading of it is like uh, literally a hundred million times better than the other Marvel movies. Mm. 
Yeah, my only question is, who's Bruce Campbell going to be playing? Is he actually in it? I don't know, but if it's a Sam Raimi movie, he's got to show up somewhere. Yeah, he's got to be in it I somewhere. I hope he's the ticket guy from uh, Spider-Man movies. He, he's in every Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I know the ticket guy, though. I like when he's, he's the, the ticket, ticket guy. guy. He's the ring announcer. Yeah, I know that. But what I'm saying, though, is that I hope he shows up in Doctor as Strange the as guy. the ticket guy. Yeah. Oh, knowing him, he'll show up as, like, you know, a mindless one or something. Well, because those movies are canon now, so it's all part of the multiverse. Uh, he'll be an alternate universe Doctor Strange where he's, like, seriously looks like 70s Doctor Strange, but it'll be Bruce Campbell playing him instead of Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, apparently they must have done a major rewrite because this was supposed to come out before Spider-Verse. And in this one, it sounds like they're yelling at him about what he did in Spider-Verse. Mm. Yeah, but this this was supposed to come out like Black Widow, I think. Yeah, like, I think this was supposed to be got, like... Yeah, it got, all, yeah. It got all jiggered around because of uh, COVID and COVID. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which means this should have been before Wanda. So anything they yep. did with Wanda, once they did this movie, they had to rewrite because of what happened in her own series. Yep. Yeah, this this was supposed to set up Wanda. And then Wanda was going to lead into Spider-Man. Like, so, like, so all the multiverse stuff would have already happened by the time Spider-Man came around. But essentially, like, Wanda kind of broke it a little bit. And then Spider-Man kind of just introduced the whole multiverse thing. But, like, the studio couldn't have did too much to piss him off because he wasn't like, I fucking hate this character. He's stupid. And I'm blah, like he did for fucking Spider-Man 3. He's up. Yeah. Right? When he's unpleased with the studio, he's more than willing to let people know. And he hasn't really done that yet for this one. So. I'm Even trying to remember. Rock I'm, I'm trying fucking... to remember uh, what, what movie he said he wanted to do next. I think it was a, I think it was like a Batman or a Superman movie. He and said he, he like, wants to do freaking a Spider-Man four with Toby. Yeah, no, but I I remember it was like another character. He's like, oh, I would totally do that, and I was like, I'm totally in. I just forget which character it was. It was. Well, with him, it's anybody who he thinks he can fucking get another job with. Like, mm. it's just the way the fucking studio works. Like, well, I'm just, uh, what's his face, Derrickson. So we'll see what he does. Uh, all right, so yeah, to end this one, uh, recommending some Jeffrey Combs movies. I'm sure they're on Tubi. Uh, the late great Stuart Gordon, From Beyond, and Reanimator. If you haven't seen them, get on those. Mm. Uh, that's all I got. Mm. Um, yeah, if you want to yeah. place where him is the question was fucking phenomenal. And he was Ratchet yeah. in Transformers Prime, which was actually a really well done fucking show. So. I, I have heard that one's good. And if you want to see him play nine different characters in one series, watch Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, that's my only recommendation is go watch him in Trek. He was also in um, uh, Enterprise as somebody, but I don't really watch Enterprise, so I forgot. Well, I, I looked it up today, and like he was like... Somewhere between five to nine different characters in Deep Space Nine. He was yeah. three different characters on Voyager and Enterprise, mm-hmm. and he was the voice of an evil computer in fucking Lower Decks. So like, <laughs> he's probably got the most like credits 
on Star Trek of anybody, like the different iterations. Like, yeah, it w- I, I found out yesterday when I was Googling them that uh, Alpha Riker I had no hmm. idea. Man, wouldn't have that have been weird? Him as Riker? You know who I think he would have been really good as, but I'm glad that he wasn't because the guy that was there was just as good. Uh, fucking Barkley. I was about to say Barkley. Yeah, like yeah, just, I can see I, that. I think he'd play just a weird neurotic guy very well, and it's like, okay. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with fucking uh, dude from the A-team. Nope. Mm. Why, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, oh, shit. I'm blanking on his name, too, now. But, yeah, he was yeah, uh, guy. He was pretty face great. Man. Not face, man. The crazy one. Fucking... Mm. Yeah. Murtaugh. Murtaugh, yeah. In the A-team. I can't remember what his fucking real name is. It's I, Anyway. I'm going to look it up because they're in me. Go for it. I'm too fucking... <laughs> I could, I just won't. Yeah. Um... As soon as I hear it, I'm going to be like, fuck's sakes. Justin is on the case. Yep. I am. And I might disappear because I'm in my uh, search thing. Uh, Dwight Schultz. Yes. And I and I knew. There you go. And for some reason, I was like, it was an easy name to remember because all I can think is Dwight from The Office and Charles Schultz from Peanuts. Don't ask me why that connected in my head, but it did because my mind works in mysterious ways. Of course. So. Well, there's probably statues of both of them in fucking Rhode Island, is there? <laughs> no, there's not. There is there is statues of Mrs. Potato Head, but fucking Hasbro. <laughs> like, you never hey, know with that. Our children's hospital is named after it too. Yeah. Yeah, you said that the other day. You were like, Yeah, we got to take my little brother to Hasbro. And I was like, Well that sounds fun. You were like, No, it's a hospital. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was I was waiting I was waiting for you to do like uh to say optimist I said I or something. <laughs> Yeah, the Optimus Prime Intensive Care Award. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> this has been the B Team. <laughs> All right, yep. huh? Dun, 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 dun.